This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you here once again. I've also got uh, that uh, blind guy, Sean Priest. Hello, Sean Priest. Are you all right? Hooray! Top billing again. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Oh, what just happened? Sorry, Mark. That's showbiz. I'm out. Hang on. Okay, I'm out. That sighted guy, Mark Afalalana. Oh. Hey. Hello. Hey. How are we all this week? Are we all well? Are you all right, Mark? You've uh, had your fourth shot of uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I've been shot. I actually posted that online the other day. I'm like, <laughs> I've been shot. And lots of people said, should we come to help you? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'll survive. Um, no, I've been trying. I got a question for you guys because oh. you know I like to take over the conversation and and lead it in the direction that I choose. What's new? Um, people ask me a lot when I talk about this show. They say, "Well, how does that work?" Because because you know they have low vision and you do. Do they do they pick on you the whole time? And I said, somehow this works. Somehow, all at the end of the day, this all works. It gives perspective that you know I think that uh, you know people on my side of the bench <gasps> here uh, don't have. And I think vice versa. Does that make so. sense? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I think that's the thing about this, right? It's, it's, it it's does work, right? Beautiful. You know why? Because this is a show that is actually inclusive. Actually inclusive. <laughs> we let the sighted people on. Is that what you're but saying? You know, there's nothing worse than when you listen to these, let's just say, other podcasts, and they go on oh. and on about you know blind world no. and everything's terrible outside and sighted people don't understand. Mm-hmm. But they're all talking in a bubble. We I have like a, bubble a bubble with sighted people in it. And I like that. Mark is our bubble. He is he is the sighted representative on Earth, and he represents all sighted people <laughs> everywhere. And I've made a, a grave mistake this week that I must fess up oh, to, guys. Okay, so we're on this constant quest behind the scenes here to to unify our social media, <laughs> and uh-huh. um, and you know we have Double Tap Canada on Twitter, and we have like Double Tap online on Facebook, and it's just it's just not consistent for you guys at home to find us. So we, we've come to a conclusion that we'd like a specific specific handle. And uh, I've gone ahead and accidentally changed it on that. Twitter. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. I was just using the tool to search uh, to see if it was available. I would make. And somehow someone hit a save button, even though there was no save right, button. That's, he's press. honorary blind guy this week. Honorary yes. blind guy. <laughs> Is that how? The, okay. Are we, that, are so, we Donald uh, Trump official now or something? Why are we? No, no. We, we are. We are. Double tap on air on Twitter, and uh, I will do my best to make sure that it is consistent now across the board. So uh, you've heard it here first before we've even told the powers that be uh, <laughs> that, that we are we're changing our social media handle to double tap on air. Now, of course, if you if you follow us already, that it's not going to you're not going to see a change. You'll just notice, oh, it, it's different. It says double tap on air. But uh, when you do spread the word and tell all your friends about mm. us, make sure they, they find uh, at double and even tap if it's just on one air. Friend, that's fine. Well, no, not really. Tell one friend and make sure that friend tells another friend. That's all we ask. And, 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 you know, I haven't even told you guys this, but we've got some really exciting stuff coming up for season five of the TV show. And I guess what, I don't know what season of this show are we at? Like number 27? I I was trying to work this out the other day. So I think we're on season seven or series seven of this show, I guess. I think that's what we're up to. I think that's right. Seven. That can't be right. I think it is. Then we're going into series. I, I, I don't count. All right. okay. I don't know. So we're almost almost at like four hundred shows. Probably, yeah. God, is that that much? <laughs> Probably. We we honestly don't know, Mike. Don't ask us things. We don't know. I was. I used to. Work, I used to work at a radio show where the the host used to count the number of shows. He'd label it literally. He goes, "Welcome to show number one," and um, he never lost count. And we ended up doing like something like four hundred and fifty shows. I knew a guy who did exactly. But, he um, used to take notes. Every single time he would do a show, he'd like he'd like write God. down the date, and he'd write down the episode. Well, he had the show number. prep at the top of the theater, he'd be like, show number blah blah blah. I'm oh, like, yeah, really? Well, that's like, you really right? have... this guy, he was just like helping out in the show. He wasn't really involved in the show. He just kind of came in and got involved. But he always took notes, and it was like some kind of it was like some kind of weird stalking thing going on. But he wasn't stalking me or anybody on the show. He was actually stalking the show itself. No, he just wanted to make sure it was well organized. He saw how slapdash you were. 
and how little care you took over it and thought, you know what, I could do better. And he did. I've got, God bless no you, idea. sir. I've got no idea how this show gets on here. I've got no idea how I'm still here. But, you know, I'm glad I am because then I'm with you lovely people. And they keep coming back for more, right? Exactly. Well, look, Jocelyn Douglas writes on Twitter. Uh, she <laughs> says that uh, last week she says, you three are delightful to listen to on a Friday while I take a tea break. She says, and I'm sitting here listening to and really enjoying this week's episode. I wonder what the guys, uh, would you be jealous of my new tech? I don't buy tech things very often, but when it happens, boy, money is spent. And there's a picture of what she's bought, which is a brand new Orcam My Eye. (laughs) That's going to cost you a few quid. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair few thousand pounds, dollars. No, that's very nice. <laughs> you know what I have in my hand? Oh, and I can talk about this really now because I wasn't able to discussion. talk about this. Yes. Um, maybe we'll save it for after the break. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Um, if you subscribe to uh, Double Tap on air, then maybe you'll find out what Mark Aflalo <laughs> has in his hand. That's I can, I, I can only on tell air. you as of today when you're listening to this show, because prior to today, I was under embargo. I wasn't allowed to talk about <gasps> it. He was under embargo. That's like they handcuff you behind the, you know, they handcuff you and they put you behind the benches and stuff yeah. like that. And they don't let you free until a certain date and time. Well, I, now I'm intrigued. How much time have we got? Have we got time before the break? Nope. Got to go. Oh. Sorry. I love that he tells me the break time. I'm like, we've done, we've done no time here. We're fine. Who I didn't say we have to take a break now. I just said after a break, right. I'll tell you. Never I'm teasing you. I'm giving you a hook to listen oh. to the show longer. All right. Power struggles. Wow, God, guys, don't you know how this works? You've been in this medium for long enough. We're not supposed to tell the audience about this. this. Do you have any sense I know what I'm doing? I've not listened to even one. (laughs) Double tap on air. Please uh, Uh, Interestingly, in the past, uh, Billy uh, was uh, listening to (laughs) at Double Tap Canada, whatever that is, and um, (laughs) the guys were discussing learning Braille. And Sean said, the people who have used Braille since the year dot always make using it look so easy. You can't oh, write clever. this stuff. The year uh, dot. That was your joke of the year. I know. Thank you. Did you plan that? Yeah, oh, no, no. I wrote that down before the show. Well done. I don't believe a word of it. Look, coming up uh, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about, well, lots of stuff. Um, I'm also going to tell you a little bit of an update because last week I had a bit of a rant about the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4. You might remember I uh, basically suggested destroy it. Whatever you do, don't buy one. Uh, well, yes. there's some new accessibility features coming that I want to share with you. And then my rant will continue. Uh, and also, I've got my hands on some new kit as well, and this is really interesting stuff. A brand Ooh. new wearable headset called ARX Vision, which is, I guess, the first time... Well, not the first... Well, actually, maybe it is. Maybe it's the first type of headset like this, because this isn't glasses. This isn't like Google Glass. This is a wearable headset. Think Aftershock's bone conduction headphones here, but with a camera connected to them. And I think that's probably the first time we've seen that. So uh, we're going to talk about that because I've had my hands on it, my grubby hands on it for a couple of days. So I'll tell you all about that. And yeah, well, with the heat in this country over the past couple of days, uh, (laughs) which has been unbearable. I'm assuming in Canada, 40 degrees is nothing. I'm just assuming that. No, 40 degrees is hot. Well, I know it's hot, but we are experiencing. Right. No, no, no. We're not used to that. That's, that's extremely hot. Yeah, minus 40 we get to quite often. Okay. 40 degrees well, is quite it's, hot. it's certainly yeah. not something we're not used to here. Our country has. And it actually melted, I believe. Um, I'm coming to you from a puddle, uh, which used called to be a railway UK. line. It's called the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around next. We're going to talk about Samsung Air Vision and lots more, including what Mark has in his hands. Mm. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. (laughs) It is. Uh, Now, uh, today I want to mention uh, Samsung because uh, they've announced an update for the Galaxy Watch 4 that it says focuses on accessibility. Now, Uh this follows on from my rant last week about... uh, not so much the accessibility, although certainly usability of the Samsung Galaxy Watch, and of course, in our case, with accessibility tools like TalkBack on there. Uh, well, they've announced that uh, in the forthcoming One UI Watch 4.5 update, catchy, uh, mm. they will add uh, some new features, new accessibility features in particular, to the Galaxy Watch 4 and 4 Classic smartwatches. Now, these will allow users to adjust audio and visual settings, including color adjustments and rebalancing stereo audio. Now, for example, if you have a hard time distinguishing colors, then the update will allow you to tweak the display with various color filters, 
Samsung are also introducing settings that you can uh, increase contrast to make fonts more readable, disable transparency and blur effects, and remove any animations as well. And for those who are hard of hearing, you'll be able to adjust the balance between left and right audio uh, outputs to a Bluetooth headset. However, Samsung says in the fine print that this feature will not work during phone calls. Hmm. Uh, The company will also uh, let you extend how long the touchscreen taps last and disable repeated taps, uh, which isn't, of course, handy for us because we need need to do double taps. Um, Mm -hmm. And the uh, update allows users to decide how long volume controls and notifications appear on the screen. Uh, They're trying to streamline the menus as well, so they'll give you a favourites list of your preferred watch faces, for example, for faster access. And to make typing easier, the watches will add new writing inputs to their QWERTY keyboards with swipe to type, handwriting, and dictation as well. Um, and they say the new keyboard will let users easily switch between these different input methods depending on what is most convenient at the time. And if you're dictating a text aloud, you can then switch to handwriting for extra privacy. And finally, the watch lineup will get dual SIM support provided it's paired to a dual SIM Galaxy phone. If so then you can set which is your preferred SIM card, and that will be automatically synced with the watch. That way, users can make and take calls from two separate numbers. It's coming out later this year, third quarter of the year, they say it's scheduled to come out, um, which may also be around the time of the uh, Samsung Galaxy Watch 5, interestingly. (gasps) Oh, well, can I just say, well done, Samsung. Who could argue with that list of accessibility improvements? I don't think anyone could, Stephen. Um... (laughs) Okay. Well, look, I, I'm not against what Samsung... Was that sarcasm? Uh, I just, just got like to get, get a gauge yeah, here. No, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not against anything that Samsung are doing here, and certainly what Google are doing to try and make this device more accessible. I mean, this is Samsung and Google working together, right, on this one UI. Um, I think the problem is always going to come back to the power of the watch. Now, you guys will know more about this than me, but I cannot imagine that the, the power inside the Samsung smartwatches is particularly good at the moment. And I don't know if that's a chipset problem. I don't know if that's an issue with Qualcomm or companies like that just not being able to manufacture powerful chips that are fast enough for those Android watches. But that's something that clearly needs to to change. Now, Mark, you did play around with a Samsung. Well, not a Samsung, but an Android watch at one time. Was it the Mod at one time, or something? Yes. Was that the one you used? Um, I've used the Citizen. Citizen um, I've right. used a Samsung. I've used Huawei. Um, although Huawei at that point was using their own operating system. Uh, I've never been a fan, again, and this comes from the perspective of someone who's used an Apple Watch first, Mm. right? Um, I've never been a fan of the round UI. Um, I've always found it a little bit confusing in terms of navigating that UI. It's never really made sense. And that's Google's own card system, kind of how they you swipe left and right to go through different apps and down for set. It's just the the simplicity of a press one button and get a home screen that has all the apps so you can find it is hard to beat and no one wants to really mimic that because it's an it's a very apple thing mm-hmm. right so they try to find alternatives but they don't really get it no and i mean the reason i come to you on this is because when it comes to the accessibility i just don't think the power's in there to make it feasible for someone who's blind so that's why i'm intrigued from your point of view because you might actually get something out of this that we won't Rightly or wrongly. Yeah, no. But, but, and that, and that's, that's the way it is at the moment, right? Because the- Hang on. I, sorry. Can I just say, are you holding up the Apple Watch terrible honeycomb interface as some sort of this is fine? No, I don't, I, don't even use, I don't even use the honeycomb interface. I use the list interface, oh, no, which is... Yeah. Yes. But, but it's... And it's You're not, not even, You know what? That's an accessibility thing. Sorry, you can't use it. It's not an accessibility yeah, thank thing. thank you. Okay. Yeah, it is. Wouldn't the, list view, wouldn't the list view be better for accessibility? Yes. Yes, it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're not allowed to use oh, it. Oh, okay. It's only for us. Well, oh, sorry. Okay, I'll throw that watch away, Mark. Will you? I mean, come on. <laughs> they should ask during <laughs> setup uh, whether you use accessibility features, <laughs> no, you, and if you do, <laughs> sorry, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're making a good point, though, Stephen. When it comes down, when you're using these Android Wear watches or whatever, are, are you noticing that the performance isn't isn't enough, even without accessibility? Mark, do you think the performance is okay? I think the performance of these watches are fine because they've got pretty decent processors on board for a mobile device, but they just they haven't nailed down the interface yet. So it's cumbersome to use the watch. I find most people that I know that are wearing these watches don't use any of the features that I take advantage of on an Apple Watch. Mm, 
That's you know, I actually use apps. I can, you know, open doors. I can actually use apps properly on the watch, the ones that are made for the watch. But I find that people who are using the Android Wear watches or the Google Wear, whatever they're calling it these days, they literally just use notifications. There's nothing else. There's no redeeming factors they use. I use timers. I use stopwatch. I change my watch faces. I see my calendar events. I can read my emails. I can, I, you know, I have cellular enabled. So when I leave the house and I forget my phone, it can still work. Like a lot of people don't take advantage of the watch as much as I do or as much as other people, I think, with an Apple Watch. That's though. interesting. You talk about the power in it because I... I would swear that I, and I don't know, but I would swear that the power inside a Samsung, well, I'm using Samsung as the example because that's what I've used, but inside that watch is nowhere near the power of the Apple Watch. And I say that from the accessibility point of view because on an Apple Watch, it's fairly smooth running. I mean, I, I, re- I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect, but it's certainly way more responsive, way more responsive, way more functional, way more usable than anything from Android. But do you think it's a, that's a processing thing, or is that just the way they they force you to navigate? Well, this, this is what is interesting to get your take on this, because if you're saying that you find the two experiences similar in terms of responsiveness and, and usage, then I don't, I don't I don't find a delay, I don't find a lag, I don't find there's a speed issue on an Android Wear watch, and and again, I don't have one readily available right now to check uh, a more recent one. But I, I mean, I've checked one out as recent as a year ago and I didn't find the experience slow or sluggish. I just found it cumbersome to try and figure out. And as someone who regularly wears an Apple watch, I'm like, okay, why am I going to do this? Mm. You know, it's annoying. Um, I should, I should take more time in doing it. Maybe I will. Let me, let me reach out to Google and see what they could send my way yeah. because they've sent me some stuff. Well, you've got the Pixel, talk about. Pixel watch is coming soon. And that will be interesting to see what the specs are in that. Yeah. I really dig into when that comes out, what the specs are of the processor. And I'm hoping that there will be, and we are hoping to get Google on very soon onto Double Tap TV. So, you know, look out for that interview coming soon uh, because we're, we're going to be speaking to them. And I want, I'm certainly going to be questioning Christopher Patton on this. He's, he's the head of accessibility, and I'm going to be questioning him on this exact topic on these devices because, you know, Apple has been at the top of the game on this one for a long time. And it seems these other companies, it just feels like they're catching up. And I'm, I'm talking here specifically around accessibility. I think for usage for most people, these devices are fine. They probably wouldn't, like you're saying, they're not noticing major differences. But in accessibility terms, these are unusable. I'm, I'm sorry. I know people might disagree with me on this. And I don't know who you are and I don't know what, what you're doing to make this device work. But it doesn't feel <laughs> any... I mean, I, I'm not doing anything different to you. I'm fairly sure of it. Well, you say that, Stephen. Who knows? It's you. Um, but being serious for a minute, I mean, it would be great if we could get some feedback from any of our listeners out there. Any of you that are using, you know, an Android-based smartwatch, um, how are you finding it? Do you think it really is accessible or is the performance so bad, the usability of it so slow and sluggish and laggy that it just isn't? Or are we just, you know, basing our experience off too small a sample? Um, yeah, I'd be really interested to know because, yeah. Stephen, going off your experience with the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 there, I'm sorry, that watch shouldn't be calling itself accessible. If when you turn on TalkBack, then it just grinds to a halt. That isn't accessible and it shouldn't call itself that. I don't think it is, in fairness. I mean, it's got accessibility in it. I don't think many people would say that it's calling mm. itself an accessible what is device. There? That's what I'm saying. Let's give a shout out. Let's see if we can hear back from anyone. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Look, if someone else out there who says, look, you've got it all wrong, Stephen. If you only just did this, it would be the land of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Then I would do it in a heartbeat. But right now, it was flung across, <laughs> was flung across the desk <laughs> in frustration uh, because it took me about five seconds to get the time. Now, that might sound a bit first world, but... It's like, yeah, but come on. I tap my watch, watch. right now, it yeah. tells me the time. That's what I want, right? I mean, at the, at the very least this thing could do is tell me the time. That's the least I expect from this watch. Uh, and look, this is number four when we're talking about the Samsung exactly. Galaxy Watch, right? This is number So it's not a case of, well, give them time for it to mature. You know, as I say, the Apple Watch won. But accessible. Yes, it was accessible, but was it a joy to use? No, not at all. So someone said to me this week, they were listening to the show last week and they were commenting to me and saying, you know, is it because, you know, you have this view of Android and, and talk back? And I said, listen, in all seriousness, as much as I joke around with Android, I, I, I just don't use Android because I, I use Apple, right? I'm in that ecosystem. It's very hard to get out of it. Um, and yeah. I actually quite like it in here. I'm quite happy in my little Apple bubble. But the thing is, I don't think there's anything wrong, actually, with, with TalkBack if you come to that 
for the first time and that's what you use, you'll be perfectly happy and you've got on well. And the experience is good, which is why I, when I sort of compare the watch and the device, when I, it's the only comparison I've got really is, you know, take a Samsung modern S21, S22 phone and then put that next to the watch. I would expect the talkback experiences to be similar based on the mm-hmm. age of the devices and the processors in them. Okay, give a little bit of room for, you know, the, the processing inside a watch is probably not going to be as powerful as a phone. I get that. But even so, it should do the, the basics right because that's certainly the case with uh, an Apple Watch and an iPhone. And bear in mind, the Apple Watches, they are not running M1. I mean, they're running decent processors, but they're not running the, the M1s. So, you know, God, imagine the day that happens. Yes. That, that'll never happen, but, you know. You never know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It really is. But yeah, like like uh, like Sean says, get in touch and tell us your uh, your thoughts. Mark, what's in your hands? I'm intrigued. Google Pixel 6a. <gasps> okay. Now, I know we're waiting for the Pixel 7. I know it's coming out soon, but they are releasing or have released today the Google Pixel 6a, which is kind of like the little brother to the Google Pixel 6 Pro. Um, same innards as the Pro, which is really cool. The Google Tensor processor, which is the first time they're doing their own processor in these devices. Uh, incredibly large battery, 4,400 milliamp. Very, like, I, I, it's, it honestly looks like a baby Pixel 6 Pro with that little strip, a black strip on the back of the device that has two cameras, a new ultra wide sensor, a flash. Um, it's got a beautiful kind of shiny turquoisey back with a two tone dark on the bottom, light on the top, uh, a nice aluminum matte finish on the sides, black aluminum. You've got typical sleep wake button on the side, really, really bright OLED screen, dual SIM support, 5G support, 24 um, hour battery life, they're saying. 24 hours. Isn't that insane? Uh, A low battery mode that actually prioritizes the apps that you actually use versus the apps that you don't use frequently. So it'll actually take power away from those things. Um, I'm trying to find the price for you because uh, they just released it today when you're, when you're listening to this and I'm not hundred percent sure what the price is in Canada because they didn't tell me when they first sent it to me uh, some from, from 599. So 599 for an unlocked, Google, you know, native Google, so there's no bloatware on this device. Gorgeous. Really fun in the hand. Um, it's it's a really great, great phone. And and I've been using it for a couple of weeks now, and I'm really, really and liking despite it. despite everything I've said about the watch, <laughs> uh, that, this is far more interesting because, you know, again, in terms of accessibility, you're going to get a great device. And the best thing I've – I know some people argue the toss on this one. I – think that you probably want to go down the route of this kind of device if you're, um, you know, low vision, because, again, I th- it depends on the individual situation. I've talked about this before. Samsung, I think, is great for someone who's low vision, who has, um, you know, got some usable vision, essentially, you know, can get that tech size ramped up and, you know, you can really get a bright, vibrant screen out of that. So it's brilliant, definitely worth considering. But if you're blind and you're using TalkBack, then I would say something like the Google Pixel is exactly where you want to be. And, you know, the great thing is as well, I mean, a lot of these devices, I mean, okay, we're up to, what, the 6A? You know, the 5A? Well, not the 5. Was there a 5A? Was it 5? It's just a 5. I don't think there was a 5A. No. I was actually looking was back the last at that. One I have a 3A? There was a 4A. Four four I have ah, a 4A yeah, that's, that's right. sitting here next to me, and it's vir- virtually the same size, a little bit lighter. It's funny how the phones now are getting heavier and a little <laughs> bit thicker these days, right, to c- accommodate. Yeah. Because they're they're testing us, I think. They're saying, uh, let's add a little couple millimeters here, a little bit more mm-hmm. battery. Let's see what they like. Which one do they want? And people don't seem to shy away from it, but it's a really, I mean, it's a fun phone. It really is kind of on par with the, in terms of size, with the regular iPhone, um, really thin and really, you know, easy, very responsive. Their processor's really really fast and, 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 and fun. And the funniest thing is they don't come with bricks, power bricks anymore. None of these phones come with power bricks anymore. This one comes with a USB to USB-C cable, and it still comes with a USB-A to C adapter. Wow. Which makes no sense. <laughs> Why would they do that? That's I don't odd. know. That's okay. All right. A to C adapter, but C to C cable. So it's not like you can even is, use this with the cable to give you. It. Is that a review sample problem? That can't be. This is no, no, no. This is brand new. I mean, I mean, this is production. Really? It's not a review sample. Yeah, because you know what they did tell me. They did tell me when I'm done reviewing this, I can give it away. <gasps> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> He's always wanted a Google. I wasn't thinking about you, Sean. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Give it away. I was, then. I was thinking about our audience. Oh wow! Give our subscribers to our new uh, Twitter channel, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it's it's fair to just just give people, 
you know, who just new subscribers opportunities. Oh, I think no, and people true. there are loyal there are loyal listeners who have been there since day one. We love um, you. Yeah, we love it. You know what? Just 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 follow our Twitter and we'll we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks when I'm done with it. Okay. You know, after I've got my grubby hands all I'll clean it. This I is promise what we should I'll do. We should it. just give away all the stuff we have. It would be so much I it would be much whoa, whoa, better. Whoa, whoa. Well, you know what I've been doing? What I've been doing now, when whenever someone sends me something like this, uh, I ask them, I say, Hey, um, let me know if you want this back because some companies want stuff back within a certain period of time yep. and they make you sign waivers and stuff like that, which is fine. I, I get it. And some companies don't because they give it to media. And and here's my selling point. If you're gonna leave something with me, I'm more likely to talk about it when updates come. Uh, I'm more likely to, you know, power well, back on in a couple it, months. Yeah, that's the difference. I mean, you know, yeah, well, that, yeah I'll definitely, I'll definitely like, use it. Am I going to use this thing if it's? But a device like this, where I know I'm an iPhone guy, I will use it. I'll review it. I'll put it through its paces. But when I'm done with it, I could put it on a shelf and, and use it for future comparison. But it's a great phone. It's a $600 phone. Yeah. And there's people out there who don't have a smartphone or or sitting on a smartphone from four years ago who could use something like this, can't necessarily afford it or doesn't don't want to spend the money on it. Well, you know what? Let's let's be an equal opportunity oh. radio show here and let's uh, let's give this away to our audience. So God we'll come up with a fun you. way to do it. Uh, Mr. S. Priest from Saskatchewan has got touch. <laughs> he wants to enter the competition, I believe. No, he's he's on the ban list because he's won too many things before. Oh, oh. one of those. Okay, yeah, right you're on that list, right? Okay. Amoot. Uh, stick around. I'm going to tell you next why I will not be buying an M2 MacBook. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, let's get back into it because uh, I mentioned just before I don't believe break, you. I'm telling you, I'm not going to buy <laughs> yeah. an M2 no. MacBook. Bull. I yeah. call, I call, no way, and no way. I, I didn't say up. Air, I didn't say Pro, I said I know you didn't, M2 and, you, didn't, and I was, you also didn't say Yet. <laughs> I didn't say Yet either because I'm not buying one. I will not you are gonna buy one. be buying one. You definitely you will. will buy one. You will be buying an M2 MacBook Pro. So here's... Do I hear my arguments <laughs> for this? No, not yeah. really. I th- I mean, look, I'm not suggesting nobody else should. <laughs> and I'm certainly... I know, Mark, you have got your eye on whatever comes out at the end of the year because we're going to definitely get a new... Well, maybe not a new design. I think the design will remain the same of the new MacBook No, no, Pros, I think we're going to get a new like an M2 Pro or Ultra or something. What like you're that. looking for, I guess, is a new Mac Pro, right? You're wanting... Some kind of no. I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm so happy with my Mac Pro. My Mac Pro is not like I'm not feeling any any lag here. I mean, this is we're now at a 2019 model with you know 3.2 gigahertz Xenon processor, 16 cores, 192 gigs of RAM. I'm pretty good for a while. <laughs> Plus, I've got another uh, year in the lease on this one. 192 so. gig. Do you, do you ever get the beach ball on that one? I not do. Believe it. You know where I get it with, and I and I hate to say this. I get it with Microsoft products. <gasps> oh, dear. Oh, with, like, wow. op, with like Office and with... Uh, they, they just, yeah. I think they just put that into annoy Apple. It doesn't you have think? to do it. I think they just do it. I also, I also get it with Premiere products sometimes, and it freaks me out Like when I'm editing a show. And then I get it. I'm like, oh, did I save? Did I save? Please mm. say I saved. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I did. Well, no, I, I will not be buying an, an M2 MacBook because I've been reading the reviews, guys. And they're not Okay, good. but hang on. You're biased. You're reading the reviews of a MacBook Air. Ah, well, not just a MacBook You're reading either. a Mac, MacBook Air no, or the no, MacBook no, no, Pro no, no, with just not, the regular M2. Not You're just, not reading reviews for the other stuff. A, not Go on, Mark, tell him. No, not just an Air. No, I'll, let's, I'll let you well, speak. I, Go let, ahead. Let me tell you the story first. Okay, okay. Bang, back in the bottle for a second. I promise you can ridicule me in a moment. Um, the, Don't the, worry. The reviews I'm reading. Crude. What? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you can tell your story. It reminds me of the Beverly Hill Billies. Yeah, Billies, yeah. yeah. Okay. Carry on. I'm too young for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Basically. Put you off. Too much. Uh, the power of this thing is clearly. It's gone crazy with the M2, right? The, the power of these machines is just wild. So much. Oh, it's too so, powerful for him. Yeah, it's too powerful. And the problem is, the machines can't handle it. It can. It just bottles it when it gets are too hot. Heating up, almost ready to burst into flames. They haven't yet. Good news, but they are not. Obviously, the MacBook Air doesn't have a fan in it either, so it doesn't have a way to dissipate the heat. Oh, and the even point. on the Pro, even on the M2 MacBook Pro, they're saying they are having to throttle it back in order to stop it overheating. And 
you've got SSDs in there, half the speed of the previous generation. What's going on? That's why I'm saying you're Mark. not going to get an Air, you're going to get a Pro. I'm not getting a Pro. I, no, I, no, when so it's happy. M2 Pro and M2 well, Ultra, they're going to figure those got, things out. I've got the M1 MacBook Pro right now, and there is no reason I can think of, no reason that I would need to upgrade from that. You know, you know, we say this every single generation, <laughs> every single year <laughs> of a computer. Too powerful. We're never going to get this. This is perfectly fine for me. The funny thing is going to be when I replace this three rack unit giant Mac Pro with a tiny little like Mac Mini. I know. Uh, that's sitting there. It's going to be, hello, where's, why is all the space around me? Why, where is, I'm in a rack. You, I don't you can understand. No, you've got no issues with heat dissipation in there now because you've got all the room uh, in the world to. Uh, no, I just tell you to open the case and just let it just blow an air conditioner on it. But, uh, Stephen, you know, you're, you, you, you are not paying attention to your own particular use case and you need to try these things out for your own sake. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with, the, with you on the, on the M1 MacBook Pro. I loved the speed and performance of that machine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great. Uh, 14 inch screen, too small for me because I just, I was on the road trying to produce stuff and I found yeah, it you need cumbersome. Yeah. However, however, I take that back because I might, if I get an external display, like a portable USB C display, that might solve that problem for me. I think it's more of a, of a screen real estate versus a, uh, space on the individual screen mm. but you you know full well that they're going to fix these problems on the next you know m2 ultra and pro and you're going to try it out and you're going to be like this m2 more of a macbook pro is uh, perfect for me i don't need to upgrade to the m3 that's how you sound i didn't realize this until can you Walter flag this Cronk episode like. in that exact quote just by the way <laughs> yeah. just for next year long horn leghorn foghorn leghorn listen why why forget forget all that because you're right Mark, absolutely right. But I know I am. What? Why is the SSD half the speed? That makes no sense. Cost? No. So, so it's a hardware thing. This is something that can't be fixed. So, why would you go to the M2 when it comes to the um, the, the MacBook Air? Well, I mean, this that, is and this is what deal. most people are saying. Most people are saying, you know, for two hundred dollars more. And by the way, in order to get this the way you actually should get it, meaning with at least. 512 gigabytes of storage, you're going to spend another $200. So really, this is a $1,500 computer. So it's actually about five to $700 more than the M1 MacBook Air. They're saying, get the M1 MacBook Air. Yeah, yeah, which is perfectly valid, right? If, if the yeah. SSD is half the speed and it, there's signs of it overheating, I mean, the signs of it overheating, maybe there's a firmware fix. And look, bias I, fix and look to, to be, no, to be, it's to be literally really fair on this, though, because, okay. again, this is the other thing, right? I mean, I, I see these... So be fair now. You no, already no, no, said no, no, it was no. terrible. I, well, I'm just saying I'm not buying one. That's all I'm saying. But but here's the mm. thing. I do know that a lot of these tests they do on these machines, they are not real-world tests. They're not what most people are doing. Most people who are buying a MacBook Air are not going to be editing Toy Story 6 or whatever one we're on, you know, on that, that's not what it's going to be used for. So You'd be not, surprised. Well, but the fact is, it can. That's the interesting thing. You can do all that, but whether or not most people are going to do it is another story. So it's that slightly disingenuous to some degree to say, well, you know, if you're going to be editing a movie on this, you might want to get a pro. Well, I think you probably would anyway. I think you'd probably want a pro for that reason. Yes, totally understand that. Uh, I mean, I I bought the pro because I like the feet. That's the only reason I bought the pro. Yeah, that's weird. I know, but that's just me, yeah. right? You just you just invalidated your entire argument. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, I bought it because of feet. Right? Your reputation is gone. Is, oh, I knew that. But listen, here's the thing. I am not going to buy this M2 thing. <laughs> I will happily play with yours. Pre, I was going to say priest. We don't know what you're We're buying. We're still talking about yeah, good computer, luck. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have, I'll fly over to Canada. I will peck away at it and say, yeah, whatever, and then come back home and be quite perfectly happy. But um, I think I'll be sticking with this. I mean, certainly for now, I think with the... The heat issues, of which there are none on the Pro at all, um, and there are certainly none on the... But again, I guess if I drove it hard enough, it would you know, it would get up and it would start heating up as well like the other ones do. But um, I don't know. I'm sitting with an M1, an M1 MacBook Pro. I was looking at the spec of this. I think it's the Pro Max. Is that the middle one? I was going to mix it up with these because the Ultra. Who knows? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but, yeah. So the, I think it's the middle one. It's got 16, te- uh, 16 gig in it and one terabyte SSD, which for me, that works. That's absolutely fine for on the move. Oh, does it? Did you, did you customize that or was that off the shelf? <laughs> that was off the shelf. Yeah, I, ca- I can't find them these that days. That was that kind of mid-range I tried to find one, the 16 remember? and I can't get the one. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a, a mid-range one that came out at the time. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I was kind of excited for M2, but I don't know. I mean, until 
And and then you know people are saying if you scrape the, if you say you buy this midnight color, this midnight color, which apparently is like a blue, I didn't realize that. Um, but if you buy the midnight color, that is you know just terrible. Fingerprint city. And yeah. on top of that, if you put the USB-C in wrongly, or not wrongly, but if you scrape the sides, the, the paint comes off. And I, I am It's so funny because that. because Stephen clearly watched Marquez's video like in the past 24 hours. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the only one in fairness, but yeah, I have seen, I've seen yes. these, these, these reports about the, uh, uh, the paint coming off. I know you don't care about things like that, but I do. No, well, look, it, again, when, when before... We had the event where they unveiled the M2. I was saying, it's far too early. Why on earth would they unveil M2 chip now? The M1 is more than powerful enough. Why would you cannibalize yourself? Um, and obviously, I was wrong on that. The M2 did come out. But again, we're seeing the problems with that. People, why, why, why? Why did they do this? There's no, no need. No rush, Apple. Because they want Slow to sell my books, I imagine. Yeah, but they could have sold it on the M1. The, the buzz around the M1 hasn't faded. Everyone's still blown away by how well this thing works. Well, that's, that's true. They could have, yeah. they could have rode this M1 of, wave. I think there's a lot of pressure on manufacturers to up themselves and to constantly build generations. But I think that we've come to such a point where the hardware, the changes are so minimal that they have to now try yeah. and sell it with marketing. And I think that's where I'm at. I think that's the problem. I feel yeah. I'm at a point where I'm still running. I mean, my main machine I use every day for everything I do, pretty much. I mean, I, I pull the MacBook out when I need it, but the machine I use every day is my base level Mac Mini. Yeah, that one I got. The M1, the M1, the first M1, right? Yeah, the first M1. It was, it was. Um, I can't remember how much it was. And let's it was not forget that blew the benchmarks away of my Mac Pro, my Intel Mac yeah, Pro. I know. Like on certain wow. on certain things like rendering and stuff like that. So. I think you need to stop. And I just recommended this. Someone asked me, um, their son was going into high school next year. And the, the school they are going to, um, you know, are, a lot of kids have Macs, so they want to get a Mac. And they said, what should I get? I said, honestly, don't get yourself wrapped up in the hype of what's new. Look at the value. And I and they end up going with the 13-inch MacBook Air with the M1. Yeah. So the one from, I guess, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. And Perfectly they said, under, under $1,000. They got one with the 512 gigs of, of storage, which is perfectly fine. Eight gigs of RAM. And it's fine. It's, it's going to last them five years. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's way more perfect, which is why I don't need to buy an M2 MacBook Air. No, that's just all fine. I agree with you, Mark, to, to some degree. Like, that they, there's marginal improvements generation from generation, but they're, they're trying to sell it through marketing. But the point with this one that blows my mind is that they've actually harmed the performance when it comes to the SSD, which makes no sense to me. It, it, at least just be the same they didn't, performance. You know, they didn't a, harm the performance. They just are, I think they're using a little bit lower quality SSDs. They're not using the best SSDs on the market. And as a result, it's now a focus of attention and people are complaining about it. Yes. But do you think you really notice the speed difference on the SSD? Where are you going to notice that in your daily life? Well, well, I don't know. Interestingly, that's what came up in that video that I watched was where really if it's being pushed, that's when you notice it. But that goes back to my point about how many people are actually going to be pushing it to Okay, but level. context for a second. They were pushing it for five straight minutes using every single core, <clears throat> excuse me, rendering like stuff, like literally pushing the computer till it's breaking point. And they saw after five minutes of constantly pushing it to that breaking point, did they see a degradation in any yeah. kind of performance? That's what I'm saying. You know, they're pushing it so far. No one's doing that on a no, daily exactly. basis. That's, that's I would. exactly my point. You know, it's it's it's, right. it's, it's, it's a disingenuous argument to some degree. Nobody is actually going to, well, not nobody, people will, but I think anybody who's seriously going to push a machine to that level every day of their working life is going to go for something like a pro or, you know, maybe a desktop, maybe a studio or something like that. But they're sure. not, those they're not aren't people that are... Pre- yeah, those aren't people that are producing stuff on a train. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I produce a, a TV show that we we render in 4K. It's not out in 4K, but we render every single episode in 4K. I'm doing it with captions, and there's effects, and there's lots of stuff going on. A 22-minute episode, I hit render. It renders. It's pushing the computer to its limits for a good 5 to 10 minutes that it's taking to render, if not longer. And I have no issues. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? So... I think that, you know, you really have to take, well, you really have to take all these 
benchmarks and these performance reviews, everything in context and really think about what you're using a computer for when it comes to buying one. Because at the end of the day, there are very few people in the world who are going to be pushing a computer to that extent. And really, is that what you're going to be buying if that's what you're doing with your computer? You see, everyone's no. came back to my point of view. And I love it. You see, I knew I was right from the first second I opened my mouth. What was your point of view again? Yeah, I can't remember. Don't buy an M2? Yeah, I'm not yeah, buying yeah. one. Don't need it. I've got a brilliant machine. If I could flash forward to December now. Oh. <laughs> I will not have one. Let's, Someone make let's a note keep of this, this time stamp. Let's keep this in the time capsule that we don't have. Yes. Yeah, put this in the podcast notes, yeah, okay? Exactly. <laughs> we have those. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. So, uh, yeah, I haven't been buying this. I, I, don't, I tell you, I bought one thing. Um, I bought a mini- You just told me that you had a delivery yesterday of new lights and rails. Oh, and- that's all boring stuff. That's- oh, that doesn't count because yeah, the company that's- bought it? <laughs> that, that and the fact that who cares about a rail? No, no, let's talk about this. This is far more exciting. It's going to make you look pretty. The thing is, that the funny thing about this is... <laughs> that was off-putting, Mark. Nothing was really well. Like- We've got all these gadgets and gizmos that apparently make us look great. And I can't tell if any of it works. I can tell you it works. He tells me it works. Yeah, because you make me log into your computer. Can you turn this light on? Can you turn that light on? And I just so my quest in life is to make sure Stephen can get things that just work. Yes, exactly. So that I don't have to log in remotely after I'm set up and go. Okay, I'll turn this light on. Make a uh, maybe look beautiful. Let, let mummy do it for you. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, I bought a mini fridge. From my little office here, which is lovely. <gasps> oh, amazing. Now, let me just jump in here quickly. Yes. Is it an actual fridge or is it a chiller, which I hate, which is basically just a box with a fan in it, which is terrible, keeps nothing cool. Um, is it a proper fridge? Is it, Stephen? I don't know. It's, it, it said it was a fridge. I mean, it, it could be lying to me. Absolutely. <sighs> Do you use it to chill uh, like drinks and stuff yeah. like that? Or are you just yeah. using it to keep your room temperature down oh, by no, keeping no, no, the door no, open? No, it's for drinks. Put your head in it. This is for drinks. Wear it like a hat. You can actually, you can have it hot or cold. It's interesting. Um, oh, it's not a fridge. Oh, that's no. not a fridge. Yeah, no, it's rubbish. <laughs> it pretended it was a fridge. You might want to return that. Yeah, uh, just took yeah. it straight to the bin. I it to do. It's going to keep the drinks cool. And trust me, in the heat we've no, had in wouldn't. this country in the past couple of weeks and days, it has it is a very, very pleasant thing. Uh, but anyway. Oh, I'm sure. It's so pleasant. So you don't want to break a sweat going downstairs to the real fridge. Why would you do that when you can have a mini fridge? Because it's lukewarm at best. So you see, what I've done is I've built my office in the basement. And the basement has our backup, like a second fridge and a freezer. <laughs> no, it's not flooded. Don't you dare say that. Knock on wood. Oh, dear. Uh, right, let's... All my equipment's off the ground by at least two inches. Let's right, talk about ARX. You have, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. I quit! ARX Vision. That is the future. Um, okay, so this is a... Well, one of the first, I guess, wearable devices with a camera built in. So it's obviously not the first glasses because we've seen uh, Google Glass came out with theirs and of course we've seen Ray-Ban Stories which does its own thing even Snapchat I think had glasses at one time but this is one which connects to uh, a device, an an Android phone in this case Uh, not iPhone yet, that's coming Uh, but this connects via a cable and allows you to scan short text, read documents it allows you to recognise faces you have to essentially you know work with the machine on this you've got to learn faces first it will just instantly recognize a face but once you've learned a face it will recognize it from then on um, and it can do lots of other cool stuff and the big news about this product is that it will be coming or will be available with the ira app soon it will work Woo-hoo! with ira's app so you know i can be out and about i can have this headset on and if i need ira assistance i can call up ira via this device and that person can see through this camera on my head rather than having to hold a phone out all the time I want to use either. Um, That's cool. It is, and it's really interesting. So I had a chance to play with it this week, and um, the best way to describe this to people is think of it like an Aftershocks bone conduction headset. If you've ever tried one of those on, um, you know, the ones that go around the kind of back of the head, they come over the years and they just sit, the the sound pads just sit really on the the front, just front of your ear on your cheekbone. well, just imagine that, but with an additional part on the right side, which is the camera. It's actually got a dual camera in it. And um, it's really interesting. I mean, it connects up to, as I say, an Android. It is wired. So you can have your views on that one. Um, and the only thing I would say I'm not so keen on is the fact that the, um, Sean and I have been talking about this this week, that 
the, the wire is fixed. So if something goes wrong with the USB-C cable, you can't just replace it yourself. You'd have to have the whole thing, you know, taken in and fixed. Mm. And I'm sure that would be covered under warranty. But even so... Yes. Um, so there's that. Uh, you do have an app that goes with this. As I say, you connect it to an Android phone. And then what happens is this app, you can either control the device via the app or you can control it all via the headset. There are three buttons on there. One to switch your different modes. So you can ch- change between, say, short text. So if, if, for example, I have it set to short text and I hold up a document in front of me, it will immediately start reading it. If I go to document, for example, say I have a letter that comes through the door, I need to know what it says. I can hit document mode and then it will start reading that document uh, out in full in my ears. And the great thing is because it's bone conduction, it's private, right? OrCam, uh, although you can connect Bluetooth headphones to it, OrCam just speaks to the room. So if you're in a room of people and you open up a letter and start reading it out, your bank is overdrawn by several thousand pounds and you will be fined immediately. Oh, great. Now the whole room knows that. Um, You cracked into my email? (laughs) I can read it from here. I have worse letters than that. (laughs) Did it have orange writing on the top or red? Those that indicate. (laughs) Well, I don't even... Actually, that's a good point. Does it tell you that? That's a cool point, actually. I don't think it detects color. The the, uh, electricity bills here in Quebec, Hydro-Quebec... Uh, depending on the color of the bar at the top, you know how bad the situation <laughs> oh, is. Oh, I've dear. never, uh, thankfully, never had that happen to me before, but I've I've, I've heard stories. Um, so it's really quite an interesting device. I mean, the one thing I will say about it is the camera does get quite warm. There's actually no power in this itself. There's no battery in it, but the camera does get warm and it's connected. All the power is, is taken from the device that you're connected to. In my case, it's a Samsung Galaxy S21 that I've got it hooked up to. And it seems to be working pretty well. I mean, there is a downside, of course, to this with being a blind guy is that you can't really tell how good the cameras are functioning because one of the problems is if you use an older Android phone to connect this, and I should say when you buy the ARX Vision, which is $1299 US dollars, uh, no Canadian pricing yet, but $1299 US dollars, when you buy this, you're just buying that headset. You have to supply your own Android device on top. <gasps> So just be aware of that. So if you do have an Android phone, that's great. But if uh, A has to be USB-C uh, for connection point and, you know, it has to be fairly recent. Otherwise, you might find that, you know, the device is a slower USB-C port and it might not function so well. There is a compatibility list. You can go to arx.vision and have a look and uh, you'll see a full list of the devices that are compatible with this, which is really handy. So do check that out. But um it, it's definitely a considered purchase, Sean. There's no doubt. This is something that's very considered. I mean, that kind of money is a lot of cash to spend. Oh, no, Stephen. No, it's the most affordable option. Everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, uh, we're finally here. Yes, it's a considered purchase. It's still a lot of money. That. No, you didn't, to be fair. But, I mean, look, comparatively so, when you look at the Orkham My i2, which is, what, $5,000 something, yeah, yeah. and there's the, the Envision glasses, you know, near enough. $4,000, I guess, in Canadian. Uh, but these are the cheapest option by, by quite a long margin. Um, but then again, you do need to supply the Android phone. You are limited to a corded, um, attached, hardwired-in cord as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Look, to me, if Ira works well, because Ira isn't yet available, but will be coming soon to this device, if Ira works well with this, then it's worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Because that is a game changer to us. I would use it all the time. Still, is it worth that that investment? That's still a lot of money for people. And, and sometimes, as we know, you can be financially inaccessible as well. Mm. So I'm sure there's going to be payment plans in different places you can get this, depending on your organization, wherever you are. Um, but this is definitely something we're going to be I'm, I'm really interested in this is exciting times when it comes to wearable and specifically ira as a service great but this is the thing i mean I, I think if ira wasn't coming to this device i don't know if i'd be quite as excited about it because let's be honest i've got seeing ai that can do all this stuff and if i'm reading documents and i'm reading short text more often than not i'm okay doing that out and about with my phone because yes. that's not, I mean, if, if it's reading that out loud, I mean, if it's reading a street sign or something, well, who cares if anyone hears it? And also I can hook up my AirPods, right? So I don't have to have it out to the world if I don't want to. No. Um, the other thing that kills me at the moment for a, a little bit is that it's Android only. If they got this on Apple, I think this oh, would be Oh, you hate brilliant. that, don't you, Stephen? Oh, well, I do because it. it's, two, it's two phones I've got to carry around. Plus the fact I've got to wear a headset for my Apple device 
as well as now a separate one for my Android device. I mean, you know, I'm not going to hear that bus coming. That's the problem. Is that that because of just development ease, I guess, a little easier to have more access on the Android design? Yeah. Well, it's connecting to the, uh, you know, this is a camera. We're connecting a camera through USB-C to an Android device. But it is doable. Are Apple going to... What, Apple are going to let people connect an external well, camera Envision, to the... Envision can make it happen. It's coming out in Envision. I mean, Envision already have uh, the ability to use it via the uh, the Apple platform as well as Android. So, well, Envision is is run on the Google Glasses themselves. The app isn't actually run on the... The, 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 the connection is run through the iPhone or Android phone. It doesn't actually care. The software runs on the glasses themselves. So would that be the case with Ira on Envision as well? Yes. Right, that's interesting. I would think so. I would think so, yes. Well, that is interesting, right? So maybe it's... So, yeah, but I mean, they say mm-hmm. that... They do say that it's coming to Apple. Don't have a time frame, but it will be coming. So that's that's the bit I'm holding out for, because that would be the, the complete solution. A the USB-C wire, to lightning port adapter maybe well, on mean, the back, let's, and then let's in... Hope, they, let's hope Apple's the got to allow I, it to happen. Yeah, well, the next iPhones have got to be USB-C. At least we'd hope that. Whether that happens well, so, or not, I don't know. So the European Union says, but that's not going to happen. I don't know. Maybe it will. No. Okay. All right. Sorry. And on that bombshell. <laughs> uh, well, listen, keep your feedback coming, and especially if you're an Android watch wearer. I'd be interested to know your thoughts if you yes. have uh, been trying out any of those. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week with lots more. Mark Afalalalalo, thank you all. We're done. We're done. That's all it. done, mate. Time to go. Oh, Lord. Uh, Sean, thank you. Thank you, Stephen Scott. I enjoyed it immensely. Liar. Catch you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.